0: This is Reflections of the Lighthouse, a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. If you'd like more information about the Lighthouse and the services they provide, visit BiblicalLifeRecoveryCenter.com. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Bauer and Dwayne Maudlin. Welcome back to Reflections of the Lighthouse. Today, we're going to talk about God's ultimate control. I wanted to start with a passage in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purposes of his will. Great passage. It is a great passage. So, Dwayne, everything is in conformity to his will. Yeah. That says a lot. Oh yeah. When we're talking about God's ultimate control, we have to sit back and say okay.
1: Well, I th- I think we like the concept of us in control. Oh, I, we do, don't we? I love I love that uh idea that I can be in control, but I'm not in control. And when I try to be in control of my life, my life ends up out of control. Um Because God is the ultimate being in the universe, thus he has ultimate control.
0: If we could get that early on, it would save so much pain and struggle.
1: Yeah, if we could live by two principles, that there is a God and my southernness will come out and you ain't him.
0: Mm, For sure. But we fight that. We fight that from birth. We do. Yeah. So in, in Isaiah 45, we learn that God is in control of several things, um, of light, of darkness, of peace, of calamity, and that he causes all things.
1: Yeah, and if you go to Mark 4 through 5, you see that Jesus uh, is presented as being in control of nature, the natural world. Mm-hmm. Uh, he calms a storm. You see Jesus is in control of the spiritual world. He casts out a demon right after that. You see, he's in control of sickness. He heals a woman right after that with an issue of blood. Um, and then even over life and death, he has control. Because right after that, he rises, raises a girl from the dead. So, so sometimes we don't see that God's
0: in control because yeah. of our limited view. Yes. Um, our focus on self, our 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 pain, but we look at at stories like Jesus healing the blind man in John
1: nine. Yeah, the man who was born blind. Yeah, yep.
0: You know, a lot of people said, "Confess your sins," or your parents need to confess their sins. Yeah,
1: who? I mean, the disciples asked Jesus, "Who sinned, his parents or him?" Yeah. His blindness has to be caused by somebody's sin here, Jesus. Mm. Short-sightedness. Yeah, and Jesus is like, nope.
0: His blindness was caused so that God could make much of him.
1: Yeah, much of Christ in that moment to show his glory. uh, Because nobody had ever been healed that was born blind. And it shows Jesus as more than any other person that had ever lived. We also see Paul.
0: Paul suffered some physical affliction. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know what that is. Some people say eyesight. Some people say struggles because of beatings. Mm -hmm. Um, We won't know till till glory. I might ask him. But Paul says... I have this physical affliction so that I may boast in Christ.
1: Yeah, and then he says, "In my, I, I would rather boast in my weaknesses yep. than in my strength." He he even goes so far as to say that, "Hey, I have all of these accolades. I, I I'm, I mean, I, I'm a Jew of the Jews. I'm a Pharisee according to the law. Um, I." He trained under one of the greatest rabbis during that time. And Paul says, I count that all as dung compared to knowing Jesus Christ. I glory in my weaknesses.
0: So if we extrapolate all this, God's ultimate control, God's put authorities over us. Yes. And we, again, being control freaks, we don't like authorities. Nope. But they're there, and they're put there by God yes. for a purpose. Uh, we, we see in Scripture the the evil and the kind rulers yes. are put over us. So we see in Scripture um, that God puts pastors and elders over us uh, to to listen to to guide our hearts. Yes. Um, for wives, He puts husbands over over them to guide their hearts, and, mm-hmm. and and for kids, parents, and for all of us governing authorities. Yeah. And employers. Now, even even if they don't agree with us politically, God still put them in authority over us. Yeah, in His ultimate control.
1: Amen. And by the way, uh, no matter where you lean politically, you should be praying for those leaders.
0: Absolutely. Um, one of the struggles that I have uh, in today's very political climates, yeah, is believers mocking. Oh yeah, our authorities, Well— Sometimes I read those and I think, oh, that's funny or that's clever. In reality, it's shameful. Yeah. Because we're mocking God's ultimate control. Yeah. God knew that we'd have good presidents and bad. Absolutely. God knew that we'd have good parents and bad parents.
1: And he actually raises up those leaders. I know you say we vote, um, but God has a way of working things out according to
0: his ultimate control.
1: Yes. So
0: rather than mocking, I would I would resoundingly say pray.
1: Yeah, I, I think um also God gives whatever nation, whatever kingdom, the leaders that they want mm-hmm. and deserve. If it's a righteous king, that's what the people want. If it's an unrighteous king, and thus consequences
0: yes so so that doesn't mean we're to follow them and to disobedience against God,
1: no, but I think Paul was pretty clear. That wherever they're not calling us to disobedience to God, that we are to obey those authorities.
0: So, so I was working on this last night, and I was talking to my kids about this, and uh, one of my sons said, "Well, what if you ask me to do something against God?" And I looked at him and I said, "Have I ever done that?" He said, "No, but I'm
1: preparing for it." <laughs> Great, um, g- good
0: work. G- good,
1: g- that good had comeback. to be that had to be solid.
0: Uh, It was Sawyer. I wasn't going to mention his name, but you threw him
1: under the bus. I did. I knew it had to be him.
0: But we often have Christians say, well, I'm not going to pay my taxes because a portion of it goes to something I don't agree with. Yeah. But Scripture calls us to pay our taxes. Yeah. It doesn't call us to hold a percentage back because we don't agree with everything.
1: Uh, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render to God the things that are God's.
0: But it calls us to follow Christ, and if a, if a unbelieving authority tells us to do something in direct contradiction to God's Word.
1: Particularly saying that we cannot preach the gospel. Um, the apostles are arrested, particularly John and Peter. They are brought in before the religious leaders of the day, and they are commanded to not preach in the name of Jesus, to not heal in the name of Jesus, and they asked the simple question, "Who should we obey here in this topic? You or God? um when it comes to the Gospel and gospel issues, we obey God mm-hmm. um as as a pastor, there's certain things that I cannot do that our culture says I should do mm-hmm. um and I will obey God in those moments. So we're we're pretty spoiled here in America. Yes, but I'm watching the political climate of yeah. places like Canada
0: mm-hmm. and Nigeria,
1: and that's bleeding over
0: into It me. is bleeding fast. But um, they they are saying things like, "You cannot preach this. Yes, you have to submit your sermons in advance." Um, <laughs> we saw some of that during the COVID epidemic yes. with certain states, and um, a lot of pastors bowed to that. Yeah. And a lot of pastors didn't yeah. any stopping of the spread of the gospel.
1: Yeah, we obey Christ. There. We obey Christ. Um we are on his mission. Go in the world and make disciples. That's his mission. And um his mission is superior to all other missions.
0: But in following Christ and not following the authorities,
1: there may be consequences. Oh, there there will be consequences. Uh, I think we're already seeing some consequences in the United States. Um, and I think those consequences will intensify if our culture continues in the direction it's going. And again, we are to submit to God's ultimate control um, and trust Him through any adversity there. So we're called to follow authorities.
0: Yeah. But we're called to follow God more. Yes. And if consequences happen, it's God's plan.
1: Yeah, and we trust Christ through the adversity. And he will stand with us. Well, let's even look at the early apostles, Mm -hmm. right? They get arrested, they leave, they join other Christians, and they start celebrating that they were found worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus Mm. and the proclamation of the gospel. That's coming our way quick. Yeah, and I think that's the attitude we have to have, is that we celebrate those things. Why? Because through the suffering, anytime there's been major persecution throughout church history, the church has exploded. And we celebrate that.
0: And in times of great peace, the church is often a country club.
1: Well, you get comfort. Yes. Um, And— I tell the guys around here in our program all the time, God does not care about your comfort. He cares about your character. And he will bring things in your life to make you uncomfortable to build your character. Because his goal is to conform you into the image of his son. Sure. So we look in Scripture at at the story of
0: Joseph. Um, Genesis 45, Joseph was thrown into slavery by his brothers. Yeah. And sold to Egypt and suffered greatly and submitted. And towards the end of his life when his brothers came back and he they bowed before him. Yeah. You'll need to read the story if you're not familiar with it. He said this.
1: It was not you that sent me here it was God. God. For the saving of many lives. Yeah. But even in the middle we're talking about submitting, right? because God's in ultimate control, Joseph submitted to Potiphar. Mm -hmm. And Joseph submitted to the jailers when he was thrown in prison. Um, He knew that God was in ultimate control of his life, and he was willing to submit even when it was hard. And look what God did. But when he was called to sin... He stood up. Yeah, he, he he wouldn't sin. He wouldn't back down um for God's kingdom. Yeah, Potiphar's wife, man, she was a handful, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, for sure. For she, sure.
1: She kept trying to grab him. What what blows my mind about that whole story is that none of her clothes were ripped, but she was standing there with his cloak and then she blamed him for trying to rape her. Yep. And he's the one. <laughs> That was abused, and nothing's wrong with her,
0: but here we have a a a man who was sold into slavery as a teenager yes. who said, "God ordained that yeah it's fantastic, yeah, we also see in Ecclesiastes three that there's a time, time for, for everything, everything, every season, a time to be born, and a time to die, a plan to a time to heal, a time to tear down and build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, to um, refrain, to mend, to speak, to hate, for peace, love, war. All of these things are given to us by God. There's a time for them. Yeah. And he's in control of all these things. And too often we we think we're in control of our own destiny and you know just 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 look at any hallmark movie um l- look at any disney movie uh, we're we're in control of our destiny um we just need to let it go let it go <laughs> let it go <laughs> sounds like you have some young girls that like that movie uh yes um there's a time for things but they are all directed by
1: god and our job is to trust god through the process not to have all the answers um Not to know everything, but to trust God through those answers, and to know that He is in ultimate control, that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord um, yeah you, t- you took my next point well, i'm smart <laughs> maybe yeah proverbs twenty twenty four the Lord ordains man's steps, yeah, the righteous man's steps. Uh, are ordained of the Lord, and we can trust Christ that in every circumstance, in every situation. I love the story we talk. We talk about um, all these things, uh, stuff we go through, and all of that. I love the story of Peter in the New Testament. Peter just Jesus asked the question, "Who do you say I am?" Peter, man, mm. he steps up and he goes, "You're the Christ, Son of the Living God." And then Jesus starts talking about, hey, I'm going to have to go and I'm going to die. Peter, no, you're not. I'll die for you, Jesus. I, I mean, I'll go to prison for you, Jesus. And Jesus goes, get behind me, Satan. Then he looks at Peter and says, Peter, I want to tell you a little secret. Satan has asked for you. What? Number one, I'd ask Jesus, how does he know my name? (laughs) <laughs> he asked for me personally He's asked for you To sift you like wheat And I Have given him Permission basically Jesus says But take heart I, I prayed for you that your faith Fail not Before the cock Crows you're going to deny Me three times Peter Peter knew Jesus, Jesus prophesied it and then they're sitting around a fire. Jesus has been arrested, and a little girl walks up to Peter. You're a Galilean. No, I'm not. You were with Jesus. I don't know Jesus. And three times, in the text, one of the a gospel says that Jesus's and Peter's eyes meet the moment that the rooster crows, mm. and he runs out and weeps bitterly. That was Jesus's plan. And he wanted to take this guy named Peter, who was a coward, and show him he could not depend on his own strength. He even gave him warning that was going to happen. Yeah, and then here comes the day of Pentecost. Jesus has been raised from the dead. He restores Peter. Peter's full of the Spirit. And what happens on the day of Pentecost? He proclaims Jesus. Yes. 3,000 people come to Jesus. Why? Because Peter's not in control anymore. He's not trusting himself anymore. He's relying on God. And God's ordaining his steps. And sometimes those things happen to us because we are depending on ourselves Mm. way too much. It gives me
0: comfort that someone who walked with Jesus. Was this messy? He had foot and the mouth disease. Mm. That's what I have, too. So as we're wrapping things up, I think this is a key statement.
1: The will of God cannot be thwarted. Yeah, we look at Peter's story again. God actually uses the enemy for his purpose in his man's life. The enemy thought he could take Peter out. And God said, no, I'm going to use you. Well, well, look at look at the Romans. They
0: they thought we are amazing and we're building the, the greatest roads of all time. Building the greatest empire. And God used every bit of their labor to spread the gospel. The gospel
1: of Jesus. Or even uh, Alexander the Great, who went in and conquered all uh, most of the known world and established all of these Greek colonies after he went in. Well, guess what those Greek colonies did? Created a common language, Mm -hmm. created port cities, trading cities. Well, guess where the gospel spread from? Yes,
0: absolutely. The will of God cannot be thwarted. Nope. Thank you for listening to Reflections of the Lighthouse. Continue to listen to our podcast on your favorite channels, and please make sure you share that with your friends and your family and on all your social media pages Get, let's get this word out um, about the podcast and about the great work God is doing here at The Lighthouse. And the gospel. And the gospel. God bless. God bless.